welcome back guys i have missed you guys so much and by you guys i mean the two people listening and kendall <laughs> it has been not one but two weeks since we have released a podcast yes you ditched me last week guys we've had a really really strong streak like we did 10 episodes not a single week off Mm-mm. but i will take full and sole responsibility for the fact that we missed a week because Times are hypochondriac I'll put it that way. I don't think you can blame just you. I think you've got to be vigilant. It. Well, you can blame COVID too. A lot I of will. people are. And that is why. I'm going to blame COVID because I, so we were going to do podcast on Friday last week. I was fully prepared. I told Chantel to bring cheese. I bought two types of cheese. <laughs> I was like, I rudely asked her to bring cheese to my house I still ate them alone and then i when i was leaving work i was like oh my god do i have a niggling feeling of being sick like i was like is this appropriate for me to have for over like i think i just was like over exhausted or something like i don't know what it was but i just like freaking out that i was gonna give her covid <laughs> i'm so sorry but i just if you die and i die then who will report on the news no. so in any case we postponed it Turns out I was just tired. You know when you're just tired and you feel a bit like, oh, I don't know, am I sick, am I not sick? And the next day I felt amazing and I still went to Spanish tapas and had tequila shots. So <laughs> meanwhile, I had a cheese hangover, you know, had a big night on the lounge with some cheese. Big night with the smoked cheddar. These things happen. But we are alive and kicking. Still going. And, and like, we're so sorry. I'm, I should have, like, let you guys know. I know that some of you, I mean, two of you have been, like, waiting for this to come out. But so. also, actually, if if we're looking back at Bravo newscaps of last week to this week, this week is way more interesting. So I'm glad way we more kind interesting. of had last week off so then we can, like, fully get into this week. We'll and do cars. a big one. We're feeling ready. We're feeling prepared. Mm. We're So the first thing we're going to talk about, so just for context, I actually haven't watched the last few episodes of Below Deck Med Get out. because I knew like based on the previews and based on what I've been seeing on Instagram and stuff that like Kiko was going to cry. And like, I honestly like just yeah. wasn't in the spot emotionally or mentally to like want to put myself through that like turmoil. So I just watched Beverly Hills season two. Look, fair enough. It was, it was quite emotional. We had Kiko leave and it just sucks because like it was literally like watching a puppy be killed like murdered and you hear them whimpering and you just feel like you want to cry and die at the same time and I was like look I love Below Deck like I'm the one who told you like remember you didn't watch Below Deck before and I'm sitting here being like fucking watch it fucking watch it and then Chantel's having to watch them while Uh, this poor man is getting like annihilated on screen and I'm like oh by the way I'm not watching so he literally left by being like you know what at least I make the people happy no it was it was too much I was like can you please just throw a piece of parsley at someone or just anything. He's I just know. too kind. That was horrible. He was, he's not meant for this yachting world. He isn't. Okay. He's too pure of a soul. I hadn't watched the last few episodes, to be fair, but this week I felt like my whole fucking news feed mm-hmm. was like full of below deck med gossip like i was getting little snippets here and there and i was like holy fuck what have i missed out on? you've missed out on a lot but a like lot. to be fair i feel like this week's episode was like whoa we get back the action is happening like it was good there was a lot of drama and yeah like i just i feel like this week was the first time i was like oh shit this is good you know 
oh my god I know what you're and I know what you guys are thinking to yourselves you're like holy fuck like I didn't watch this week's episode what the fuck am I gonna do well I'll tell you because I just watched it with Chantel and we will fucking recap it for you right this very second so you don't need to worry so we start the episode we're just gonna jump straight into below deck med everyone get around it we start the episode so this is where I the recap was amazing for me because I had not watched it so we start with Kiko leaving the dock after yeah. he'd just been let go. Yeah, so he just got let go and, you know, Hannah's really tearful because, of course, she blames herself. Um, Which is... She blames herself Kind of yes. <laughs> it is a kind of yes, but also Kiko was just not... I love Kiko. Like, he is probably the best human out of all the humans. In the world. But he was not to scratch for cooking. Like, he did not know what Vegas night was i wouldn't hannah know what vegas night was because it seemed like she's the one that led him astray a bit so what you've told me but she's not the chef as as captain right so the chef should be strong enough to be like that's not what vegas nice is yeah i'm gonna do this yeah i think so like i just think you should kind of if you're going to be a sole chef on a ship you've kind of got to know a yacht (laughs) it is not the back to the ship again we're on a A little tug about ship you just have to know all the kind of things and anyway, so Hannah blames herself, which is really hard to see because I feel like she's just kind of really like losing interest in this whole yacht. Like I feel yeah, like she's beautiful just use of the word yacht. You. I did not blink. You can tell though that she's really like at the end of her yachting tether. Like she's the anchor hath fallen on her career. The tides mm. have turned. The um wheel insert has moved to the left (laughs) you say that and i would agree but this week on instagram she has launched this whole kind of um new business with someone else who used to be on below deck from a season pass that i don't know do you know their name no okay someone else who's listening (laughs) and will hate me for it but i love it like if it was like a swipe up if you want to get into yachting join this page Blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to get new people into yachting, which is cool. And maybe that's, like, maybe more of a step back for her. Like Yeah, more training as opposed to, like, the hustle and bustle. Because I'm like, it is exhausting. Like, they do have to work really long hours. Exactly. It's all, at the end of the day, hospitality. You're, like, catering to people. Hospitality, but, like, while you're on a boat and can't talk to anyone that you know. Yeah, and then you have to, like, live with all these crazy people and, like, stay in cabins and, like, be just, like, emotionally manipulated for days. In any case, we leave... We lead this episode with Hannah feeling a bit responsible for the fact that Kiko got fired. Yeah. Then we go, like, kind of to the kitchen. We've got Bugsy and Malia talking about the fact that Tom, who's Malia's boyfriend, who's from the UK, very cute-looking dude, mm-hmm. he's coming on the boat soon. And, like, something Malia says, like, she's like, oh, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Like, if Tom was the chef, he would not have left the kitchen this messy. Bitchy. Which is bitchy, like, about Kiko. And it's also, like, they did some weird flashback where they were, like, the kitchen from last charter. And there was, like, literally, like, one thing on the counter. I was, like, bro, have you seen my kitchen? Like, Like, it just wasn't enough to make it a thing. Like, sure. I'm sure it's probably there's dirt we can't see. There's things that didn't quite go to procedure. But it's not like it's... You know, dirty hoarder's kitchen or something addition. No, it's not like you have like fucking stacks and stacks no. and stacks of I like. Th- it's a bit like cups. okay, guys, we get it. He's gone. Your boyfriend's perfect. I'm sure at his job. Let's just leave Kiko alone. You know. Yes, hundred percent. And then in this episode as well, I felt like we got a lot of weird insight into some of the like 
interpersonal relationships of the boat. So like then we kind of the next thing we go into is like the relationship between Bugsy and Alex. And like keep in mind that like I haven't seen the last two episodes. So I'm a bit like, oh, like where have we gone with this? And to be honest, it feels like we haven't gotten very far. (laughs) You haven't missed anything. Like have they made out? Like what's the go? What are they doing? Well, my take on it is that Bugsy is loving the attention. attention. Because everyone's taken... Wait, no, Alex is the loveliest. Yeah. Um, and he's cute. Who's the dickhead guy? Pete. Pete. Sorry, Pete. So Pete is like, <laughs> so sorry, Pete, you know, we've kind asshole. of written him off because he's kind of like... Being edited out. Well, yeah, because he's a racist. But yeah. even if he wasn't, just as, as far as he goes, like, his history on the sh- the boat, the yacht. Um, on the ship. Uh, on the ship. The yacht. He's kind of just like such a smooth criminal just a sleazy kind of greasy guy yeah even though like he probably isn't but he's trying to be either way it's just you but alex is like boy next door boy next door we like like honestly it's lots of fun and bugsy's i think she says she's like 20 or 29 he's like 22 or 23 oh i didn't realize that that big of an age and she's talked about being a cougar like i think for her it's just a bit like yeah like she's having fun with him he's more keen like thinks it could happen I think she just likes attention, so she's really handsy. Like, she's never going to bone him. No. They're never going to go happens. to bone zone. She'll, like, I don't even know if on... they're going to, like, make out. I just think she wants, like, a little, like, lap to put her head at the end of the night. Because they're all coupled up, to be fair. Like, there's a lot of couples going on on this boat. And Alex is a teddy bear. Like, you'd want to nestle in. That's true. And, like, it probably gets very, like, lonely on the ship. Oh, yeah. What? And I, I mean, like it. Yeah. I like that he owns, like, so they. this episode we see him, you know, he's talking about his back wax situation because he waxes his back and he's like fully open with Bugsy about like how hairy his back is and I have to like to be honest like I mean we have this like weird scene where Bugsy then went up to the like the the aft deck or whatever the fuck it's called and waxed his back for him and I was like you know what I'm, I'm getting that this is supposed to be like an endearing, like, hilarious scene, but I'm just feeling, like, grossed out because I don't want to watch back waxing on my television screen. Oh, I don't mind. See, I'm, like, what? Oh, I'm a pimple-popping like, person. I know, I but same, videos. but, like, I don't want someone to pimple-pop on reality TV. If I'm going to watch pimple-popping, yeah. I'm going to watch pimple-popping. Yeah, I don't want to watch back mm. waxing on, like, No, see, I didn't mind that. A random I, time. I thought that was kind of nice because it kind of showed us, like, oh, they're friends, you know? Like, I liked that. But that was Alex's way, in my mind, of flirting. But even in reality, you look at it and you're like, hmm. We all have our things. Hmm. If his is showing his insecurity by flirting, then, you know, interesting. Like, imagine if I met a dude on the yacht and I was like, so, I haven't shaved my legs in maybe, like, (laughs) a month. Like, do you want to shave my legs? I know, but, It's just, like, general upkeep of the body. I feel like he was kind of maybe even putting it out there to be like, hey, I'm a hairy guy. I'm a, I've got a hairy back. We're about to go to a day club in mm. the next scene. I'm just putting it out there now so we can all make fun of it. It's a big joke and then you're going to see me. If you want to go to Bone Zone, I don't want you to run your hands through the hair yeah. in my back and Say be what repulsed. You're buying before yeah. you buy it, maybe. Yes, I hear you. Either way, I'm pro Alex. I think he's one of the best people on board and he's yeah. highly underrated. He's very cute. And that was yeah. like, and to be honest, like it was a, it was a nice little scene. So... So Malia and Tom, like Tom has finally arrived. He's from the UK or he's on his way to the UK. Okay, so Tom, sorry, just interjecting. No, interject. way cuter and yeah. way different a guy than I thought that Malia would date. Yeah, so he's got like a, a very down to earth vibe. Like he seems like he's just like goofy and like he's cute. Okay, like have, I wouldn't call him like sexy or like handsome. I'd call him like very cute. What a girl wants with Amanda Bynes. Yes. 
you know, like the preppy boys in that, like that but not are, the lead guy. Not the lead guy. I hate the lead guy. And he wears like he's like he with wears, a popped collar. Oh my god, he wears a like popped polo collar. shirts. And yeah. he's like, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you're born to stand out? No, that's the lead guy. No, but not him. But I just oh. want to get that line out. <laughs> oh, I'm like, that is the fucking weird guy but that the, I just told you I didn't but like. The other preppy guys who are at like the boat races. That's who Tom is. That is him, but in a nice version. Or he's, he's like an preppy. extra from Gossip Girl. Yes, but the British one. British extra from Gossip Girl. Yeah, that's how we describe him. But overall, like very sweet. It seems like very a nice good boyfriend. To Great Malia. boyfriend. And it's going to be, like, it's got to be a hard relationship. Like, we were thinking about this when we were watching the episode. Like, you, they have, like, they're they're both working in yachting. Like, it's different if one of them is working in yachting and the other one's, like, home, which mm-hmm. is what, like, Hannah has with her boyfriend. But it's, like, imagine if both of you were, like, on a boat for your job for, like, two months at a time. And then when you leave the boat, you go to another boat. So then you're having these little pockets of time with your significant other. And Chantel and I were just talking. We were like, well, does this actually yeah. like equate to like what it's like to be in a real relationship? Like, Well, I mean, it's all lovely. I just think maybe I'm cynical, but I'm like, what happens when you guys move into a house on dry land? Yes. You and know? you're together 24-7. Like, is it not going to work? You can't row away from your problems there. That's all I'm saying. And it's like obviously a very euphoric moment to be reunited with your love after like time apart especially like time at sea yeah you know it's all very like old-timey fucking mediterranean love (laughs) but it's like that's not realistic like Like, we've been separated you know look at captain sandy she's not married isn't she i don't think so what it's hard to find love when you're fucking (gasps) captain next week we're doing captain sandy's story i think captain sandy's a lesbian that's cool i really want to know everything though Okay, let's do it. Next, Next week, we'll okay. tell you guys what we know about Captain Sandy, because I don't know a whole lot, but I I mm, will mm. venture to say... Well, she's going to come off a bit in this episode, I think. She out. will, and potentially not in a positive light. Like, no. it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So anyway, Tom comes, Malia's reunited with him. They seem to be very cute together. Like, I'm pro this, but I'm also, like, very dubious of this timing. Well, like, my... how the fuck does it happen mm. that Kiko, like, his bed isn't even fucking cold. There are still so essence true. of beauty and maybe a little bit of like, you know, fucking paella on his pillow. <laughs> and Tom is already like on his way to the boat and he just so happens to be a fucking yacht chef and he just so happens to be dating someone that's on the boat. Like I'm like, this doesn't really like. Well, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago I had a, a prediction and I think it's come true. It was that he would take over Kiko's spot. You did, you did say that. And I think it's really obvious that Maybe if it wasn't, like, a storyline, but Captain Sandy asking, like, what's he up to now? Malaya being, like, uh, he's a freelance, and then him coming in and being... I don't know, even when before the meeting, she was like, you never know what could happen. Malaya, it's Malaya very Malaya to Tom, and then after it, she, he was like, um, so I've got a job. And she was like, yay! Wouldn't you be like, what do you mean? What, what? like, questions? Yeah, so, it was, like, obvious yeah. that they already knew that this was in the works, because even, like... When she called him when he was on her his way, she was like, so, Cap... It was, like, a really weird conversation. Like, she was like, so, Captain Sandy, like, wants to talk to you. And he's like, okay, cool. And she's like, because our chef just left and you're a chef. And he's like, oh, you know I'm not, like, prepared to cook. And she's like, 
oh, well, you should just talk to it. And he's like, oh, all right. And she's like, okay. Bye. So, I, yeah, bye. And I'm like, what the fuck was that phone call? Like, it was weird, but it was definitely edited. You could tell it just didn't really make sense. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Captain Sandy, like, can Tom come stay in like the cabin with me overnight? See, okay, this is also a thing for me because so before he comes, uh, Jess and Bugsy are getting like the guests. So they have a day off, they found out last. Yes. Um, wrap charter wrap yeah. they found out that the owners were giving them a day off so that means that there's no guests staying for one night or yeah. two nights and so bugsy and jess make the love bed yes for tom and malia but i'm like okay why can't i have the love bed? why don't we do a roster of the crew for a love bed spot because- so it's it's an interesting debate because it has come up on below decks past oh. so recently Below Deck Sailing Out, which I know nobody fucking watched, but I watched it. There was so the chef and the chief stew had a relationship mm-hmm. on the boat. And when they weren't on charter, so like whenever they weren't on charter, they would sleep in like a guest cabin. Like they wouldn't sleep in like bunk beds That'd or whatever. Be, okay, cool. Yeah. And everyone would kind of get annoyed at them because it's like, well, they have to redo the sheets. I agree. Like, you have to remake the room when, like, no one really could have, like, no one had to sleep in there. Like, you have other beds to sleep in, but because they wanted to have, like, a romantic night, they'd sleep in one of the guest cabins. So, like, that annoys me. It annoys me, too. But I think in this circumstance, if it was, like, one night and your boyfriend was coming into town, I think it's okay. I think it was worse before when it's, like, it would be, like, if Rob and Jess, like, every time they were off charter, they slept in a guest room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of, like... So yeah. I think that, like, yes, it was, like, a bit over the top with the, like, little petals and the fucking, like, oh, my God, I hope you guys make a baby tonight. But, like, <laughs> I don't think that – I thought that bit was cute, like, lame but cute. But, like, I just – I was just kind of thinking if I was a single lady, why can't I stretch out in the two-person bed? Do but I, I do also think that, like, the bosun – not the bosun, sorry. The, um, the chief stew should be aware of that. Yeah, totally. Because they're the ones that are in charge of the interior and, like, doing all the beds and stuff. So if someone wanted to sleep in one of the guest cabins, they should have at least had a conversation with Hannah. And that's Hannah. Yeah. (gasps) Scandal. So that's, like, what – that's my opinions about the guest cabin situation. And then um, it's interesting because we have Jess and Rob that are obviously, like, super fucking into each other. Yeah, last episode they went on, like, an excursion, which they kind of, the producers, you can tell, have put two people together, like Bugsy and Alex had an excursion. That was cute. They had a bit of flirting, nothing serious. Yeah. And then this excursion, like, we had a great charter crew, uh, charter guest people um, last time and they were amazing they were just like a lot of fun and even though Kiko was like didn't do that well in some spots they were still weren't like horrific they were like no like you know some were ruder than others but they weren't really rude so it was just like objectively bad unfortunately that whole Vegas night but they were nice they were probably the nicest guests we've had on wow but we go on this excursion so they're kind of like egging on um, Jess, Jess and, and Rob. Rob. They're like, you guys have your romantic thing. And they like cheers at their table to Jess and Rob being funny. Oh. But then Rob says he loves he loves her. He dropped the L-bomb. Which is like, you can tell she's freaked out. But then this episode, she says it in the bed. Yeah, she says it back. I think she, they're like. But they I, would have known each other, like, let's think about it. Like maybe like three or four weeks. Yeah, but like. Oh. But you spend so much like time. It's a lot of quality intimate time. time together. Like I do think you can fall in love in that time, and I do Same. think like genuinely like I know at the beginning I was like oh they definitely like lust after each other like they just want to 
bone all the time, but I do think they have like a deeper connection and I'm happy for them. Yeah, same. I've decided this week I'm not going to be a dick and negative Nancy. I love it when you decide you're not going to be a dick in life. They're all right. You know, I think they're going to be, they're cute and like good for them. Exactly. So Rob and Olmay, what's her name? What the fuck? Jess. (laughs) They're good. I feel like like we can let them be happy together. Like we're cool with this. So then the next thing that's happening is I think they've, They've gone to sleep, they wake up, they get to go on this like day beautiful outing to like some sort of like day club thing. It and it's so beautiful. It's fucking gorgeous. Like it's unfortunate because Hannah has some type of curry from the night before and she's like not feeling well. Like she's like, oh, you know, my stomach's all fucked up, which we all know is a lie. Like, because she went home early <laughs> the night before from their dinner because they all had a dinner at the like at the crew club, which is on the you know the pier or whatever mm. where they dock. It's nothing fancy, but Hannah just left at ten. But also, like, you would be fucking exhausted. You like, would be like you've had a, like a three. No, it was a four day charter. Oh my god! You're all tired. I would want is to like lie down. Yeah, like no no shade in the game. Like I just think, and she's got a boyfriend, and like her best friend was Kiko and he's gone now so it's like well she's got Jess but Jess is with Rob so it's like yeah it's a bit different it's just and a like, never-ending like you just train can't of depend shit. on someone the way in the in the situation now the way she did with Kiko I think that's what it is totally so Hannah opts not to go and everyone's kind of like giving like shady comments all day long yada 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 and I'm like it's different if like this was a charter day like it would kind of be annoying because you're like well she's like flaking like she's being like lazy blah 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 but we're talking about a day where like it's just supposed to be a leisure day where you're like drinking and stuff like if there's ever a day for her to be sick or even like fake sick like this is the day yeah i definitely think she's faking sick same because stomach problems are always fake but i don't think there's anything wrong with that either no because like if she just wanted a day to herself why is that a problem and as much as you can be like she should have just said i'm having a mental health day or like i just having a day to myself i don't think they can do that like with contract wise so it's like fuck i would say i'm sick too who cares like and like realistically imagine if you were gonna go hang out with a bunch of couples and the only person that wasn't in a couple was pete and you yeah like you'd be like well you know i'm actually good like i can watch real housewives and eat curry in my bed and drink rosé. Like, I'm like, that's, like, that's way better. That's my dream. I need to do that once a day, let alone, like, and once every all, five like, weeks. They're such assholes to her anyway that I'd be like, well, you know what? Like, you guys fucking hate me. So. Well, I feel, I feel like these confessionals, like, the, so they're all having a fun day, um, day trip to this beach club. Like, we've got Rob and Jess being very PDA all on each other. They're both really hot. They're, like, dry humping at the pool. You know what? They're good for them. Like, it's all positive vibes. They're just having non-sex sex and it's so nice. It's so I pure. I feel good about them. But I just, I feel like the confessionals with Bugsy and Malia talking about Hannah being sick, it's like the first time I was like, whoa, you guys do not like Hannah. Yeah, they don't like her. They think it's bullshit. And it's getting, like, this is the first episode I feel like where we're really seeing it. Like, obviously, now you and I are privy to seeing it all back on social media so you can kind of tell who likes whose comments yeah. and, you know, the shade that they're throwing there but now i'm like yeah yes so this kind of leads so they have this fun day on the day fucking club of whatever the fuck it is it looks beautiful there's a sunset like it looks like a fun day but i do think that they spent too much time being like oh i don't know here but and she clearly had a great time with the boat like yeah she looks like she was fucking fine she was just sitting in her bed watching but like malaya says she had honey toast and like I bet Hannah's out. just sitting at home right now and it cuts to her like sitting in her bed drinking wine. Like exactly what Malia says. And, and it was beautiful. It's totally 
probably okay. But the other thing they talk about at that dinner um, is they bring up the change of rooms, mm. which was kind of maybe the second, like the biggest drama of this episode. Yes. Say. So essentially, I think the current rooming situations, we've got Rob and Chef. Yes. Rob and Chef, who's currently, used to be Kiko, is now empty slash Tom. We've got um, Jess and Bugsy. Yeah. Malia and Hannah mm-hmm. and Alex and Pete. Yeah. So that's current rooming situations. We've now got a circumstance where we've got Tom and Malia, who are a couple that want a room together. We've got Rob and Jess that are a couple that want a room together. And that leaves Alex and Pete and Hannah and Bugsy. Yeah. So I'm getting the feeling that obviously like Hannah and Bugsy don't even think it's an option to room with the boys. Yeah, well, I actually, we saw kind of like Alex and Pete fist pump each other. Like, yeah, I, I think feel they like, were like, I we like want to keep there. Yeah. They're like, also, to be fair, like if I was rooming with someone, even if I felt like meh about them, I don't want to fucking change my bed. It's an effort and a half. Like, yeah, it makes pack it your stuff up. You've got two weeks. Like that's like, what, how many charters? Maybe three or four charters. I guess that's a lot, actually. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, okay, so... The only really logical solution is that if we're going to make these couple rooms work is that Hannah and Bugsy stay in a room together. So essentially Malia goes to Hannah the following day and she's like, look, I think she approached it probably incorrectly because she didn't really take into consideration Hannah's feelings at all. She was just thinking Mm -hmm. about her own feelings about wanting to sleep with her boyfriend, which I, I honestly don't think is professional. I don't think it's, she's not talking from a professional perspective. She's talking from a like, romantic yeah it's a thousand percent relatable but not when your job it's your job like i'm thinking like oh if i got on my on a boat my boyfriend joined but that's not my job that's me and a group of friends or something so i feel like it would have been better had she approached the situation being like look like i would love to stay with tom i get it like he's coming really late to the game he's currently should be rooming with Rob. Mm. I've already talked to Rob and Jess and like, they'd be really keen to stay together. Like I obviously would really prefer to stay with Tom, but that would kind of mean that you have to stay with Bugsy. How do you feel about that? Whereas Malia literally went in and she was like, so Tom's now on board. So we are obviously going to sleep together. Rob and Jess are going to sleep together. So that means you and Bugsy have to sleep together. And Hannah's like, then obviously on the defense being like, well, we've been working really well together. I'd be really scared to change that dynamic. Cubic fight. Cubic fight because Malia's like, well, you're being fucking stupid. Like, you guys can stay together for two weeks. Like, Malia it's not that was big like, deal. whoa. Like, she had this, like, brow furrow thing happening. Ooh. And I was like, she gets on, like, she is angry. Yeah. Like, we have never seen not her. Not good for the wrinkles. No. But no. show that emotion, you know? Show that emotion, Malia. But I'm also just like, I thought that Sandy said 3.5 seconds later, like, to be professional, not emotional. Yeah. So, so Hannah and Malia have this big fight. And pretty much they're kind of, like, using each other's arguments against each other. Like, Hannah's like, it's only two weeks. She's like, exactly, only two weeks, share with Bugsy. And she's like, exactly, but, like, only two weeks without your boyfriend. They're not really getting anywhere. It kind of has to come to – it gets to the stage where it's, like, it just has to be a procedure thing, right? Because they've both got valid points, I think. But it's also, A, what's more convenient for everyone is, like, let's just keep the same versus, you know, who gets priority, what is the procedure. So then Hannah does the right, I like, and Hannah, I thought, did, like, a bit of a brave thing. Like, she 
doesn't get along with Bugsy that well, but she decided to go sit like privately and chat to Bugsy about this room situation. And she's like, look, like, I feel like you and I have had our issues in the past, but like, we're working really well together right now. And like, how would you feel about rooming together? Because that's what's being suggested. And Bugsy agreed. Absolutely. You know, we're getting along so well. We can't be doing that. Like, we can't be living that is in British. the room. I, I can't do it. I can't do a <laughs> South African exit. Well, there we go. <laughs> That was kind of New Zealand, though. It's fucking hard. It is hard. In any case, she put 17 more accessories in her hair and she said, I agree with you, Hannah. She's like, every time you blink, I add one clip. That was British too. Now you fucked me out. I don't know. She was like, I put on a seashell necklace, like my table decor. (laughs) My head is like a table decor session. This episode, she was like, her neck looks like a table decor. It really does. It does. It, it totally it does. does. It does. It does. It does. It does. It was a dud. So in any case, Bugsy fully fucking agrees with um all mate. And when but, Oh hold on. Hi. She agrees with all mate. This is where I have the issue because oh, she's then like, in the interview. Well yeah, she's like, um, you know, yeah, I think it's best most professional for the whole ship if we don't room. And then the prof- in the confessional, like a snapshot later, she's like I mean, I'm a grown woman. I'm mature. I can totally, for two weeks, live with someone I don't love. And we're like, but that's not what you told Hannah. Yeah, she's like, I'm a big girl. Like, I'm not going to have a fucking cry about it. So it kind of makes it look like it's everyone versus Hannah when it was like, no, actually, yeah, you agreed with Hannah. So don't make Hannah look too crazy, please. Totally. So then Hannah has a conversation with Malia again. It gets heated again because Malia's like, well, you're just being stupid. And Hannah's like, well, this is what Bugsy also agrees with. And Hannah's like, well, that's just fucking stupid. Like, well, so she was also like, "Why don't you just go talk to Bugsy?" Yeah, she was like, like and she's like, she "Well, that's not him? her decision. It's your decision. It's your decision to make the rooming arrangements." But I'm also calling rank on like being boasted and my boyfriend being head chef. Like, she's like, "It's all this like power struggle that doesn't really make sense." Because it's like, well, if head chef gets first room choice, then why is Hannah in charge of the decision? It's all strange. Anyway, Hannah, I can tell, gets frustrated. She walks off the boat and she's on her walkie-talkie and she's like, hi, crew, hi, crew, just going off board for a second. Hannah, Hannah, crew. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Ten minutes of no radio time. And then Sandy comes out, Captain Sandy, and she's all like, you know, what's going on? And then she goes to Malia. Malia's all just saying, you know, tells her the situation, but kind of is just saying, like, I'm so over it. And Sandy gets on her little speaker and is just saying, like, you know, Hey guys, um, Malia and Tom will now be rooming together. He's really done us a solid by becoming head chef. So they're going to have the chef room and then Jess and Rob are going to stay together. So then Hannah and Bugsy will now be rooming together. Like she just announces it over the loudspeaker. It's weird. It's so unprofessional because like she should have had a conversation with Malia and Hannah. Should she have thought that that wasn't handled correctly? And she didn't even hear out Hannah's side. No, she like really she wasn't didn't. even like, oh, actually, this might fuck up my whole interior crew. It's really strange. But anyway, that happens. And Hannah kind of like, you can tell she's like, what the fuck? But she just gets on with it as far as we can tell. And then as they're moving their bunk beds, yes. we hear this snapshot. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Like a little iPhone sound. And yes. it's Malia taking a photo or in something the in the bathroom. And I guess Of her, her and Hannah's old room. Yeah, of her and Hannah's old room. Thank you. And I feel like... We had a bit of a foreshadowing of like last episode, Hannah had a panic attack and she was wanting to take some medication. And Malia was like, you can't. She's like, no, I won't. You know, I'll calm down. But you could hear like the bottle cap kind of sound. So we could get that there was some sort of 
you know, medication situation happening. And then in this situation, while everyone's asleep that night, Captain Sandy gets a text. And it's very staged because when do we ever film Captain Sandy in her bed? Yeah, and it's all, the picture has like, the picture. So maybe you describe the picture. So there's this picture. She's like, I just thought you need to know about this. Mm. Something. In I'm that. sorry, but I had to report this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's it. I'm sorry, but I had to report this. And then we see a screenshot of the photo that Malia sent Captain Sandy and it's a perfectly displayed. It looks like a flat lay Instagram of a yeah, great influencer. It's for like Valian. fucking put down a marble background. Yeah, it's got like Valium, like um, CBD. I can't say it. Valium. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Valium, which is like, but Valium is. essentially is like, uh, so you obviously like, there's anti-anxiety medication that you take oh, yeah, no, regularly. I, know I just don't know how to say No, it. but I'm just telling telling the people. Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the people. Thank you. Obviously, there's anti-anxiety medication that you take on the reg. So you might take it daily. You might take it twice daily, whatever the fuck. But Valium is like specifically related to when you're feeling um, panicked. Like it's, and you need to it's taken on in like on an ad hoc basis. Like it's not something that you take every single day but you might be like oh you know i get very nervous on flights or whatever i'm going to take a valium whereas you might not normally take a valium every day so that's how i kind of like in my mind yeah it's potentially stronger than your everyday anti-anxiety medication but like if you're prescribed it then there's a need for it yeah and there was also cbd which Mm. um is legal in spain which is like marijuana yeah it's the bit of marijuana that's like doesn't get you high but it calms you yeah and then, and it can be medically prescribed. As there's well. a lighter and a passport, which uh, makes it all look very like. But it's just a lighter and a passport. Yeah, everything's fine. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, she's gonna light the passport so on then fire. We see that, and then the next day, the first thing we kind of snap to is everyone just going around their day. Captain, um, Captain, Chef Tom, newbie, um, kind of getting some sort of cream situation happening in the blender. Then we've got Captain Sandy being like, um, she's talking to some. Talking to some guy called something. Dom or something? Yeah, we can't remember his name. He was maybe like, um, they do have like other people on the boat that you never really see, which is like the engineer and stuff. I think it must have been him. (laughs) Or it could have been like a production member. He came out of his hidey hole and he was like, yes. Or it could have been the first mate. Because sometimes there's like, or I don't know, who knows. Someone that works on the boat but isn't actually part of the crew. Okay. I want to know more about them. That's mm. the, that's the boat I want to be on. He can be one of our favorite supporting <laughs> characters <laughs> for our top five of five. So he comes in and he's Sandy's very like stressed and she's like, I just want to talk to you about this. Um, you know, I want you to be here. And then knock, knock, knock. Hannah is like, is this your dressing gown? Oh, poor Hannah. She's just really fucking trying to figure out whose dressing really gown that was. Really worried about the dressing gown. Malia, is this yours? We never know. Captain Sandy, is this yours? I hope they reveal that next week because I will not be able to Is it a guess? But I she's like, is this know. yours? And Captain Sandy's like, no, not mine. But actually, while you're mm. here, come and sit down. And then she like excuses the other guy. She's like, you can go. And I'm like, you want to him to be here for the whole thing but yeah she was like you need to take note of this conversation and you can see hannah's a little bit panicked and then she's like so i got sent this somebody's told me you've got drugs on board continued next week not even a fucking preview no there was no preview which makes me think maybe we're on a break are we on a break what day does it say like some holiday in america like what is happening we need no i reckon we'll oh actually hello stop that i've got gas next week is a 15 minute extra episode so it's extra long oh because like this has happened obviously like the episode finished there like that's all we got to see Mm -hmm. but truly well and truly social media has 
blown the fuck up this week about it. Like, I think that Hannah, Bugsy, Captain Sandy, um, Malia, they've all spoken out about it. Pete, I think, has spoken out about it as well. So, like, Shansi, can you fill us in on the... Well, it kind of started last week with Malia kind of sharing a whole legal... Like, a saying about the legal requirements on a boat. So, apparently, like, it's different to you and me having anti-anxiety medication on land. And going to, like, jobs. Yeah, like, you have to kind of announce it when you get on board. The um, Any prescription medication. By the sounds of it. Is that what she's saying? It was, because I think apparently she was saying people have died on board for taking the wrong drugs. People just have to know what you're on. It's different, which, yeah, I understand. So, but could Malia have gone to Hannah and said, look, you need to report this to... I think this was the whole issue. So the way Malia did it it was very... Shady. Yeah, and Hannah's kind of... They made it seem like Malia just came across it when she was tidying her room. Mm. Hannah's clarified it was actually the moment after their fight. Malia went back down to the room and snapped it. And Hannah... Because she just wanted probably Hannah to get fired. Yeah. And Hannah has looked... Has said, you know, the Valium... Valium. Valium. Valium was prescribed... (laughs) Yes, because so the prescription was in the picture. CBD is legal in Spain. Like, so she, nothing illegal is happening as far as, like, she's not getting coked up every night or whatever. No. So, yeah, that's kind of where we stood with that. Hannah's been quite, like, bold about her takedown of Malia, I feel. Like, she's coming out and saying it because I think she felt attacked as in, like... Yeah, taking... Yeah. And... Stuff that isn't even... Malia and Bugsy have both come out and been, like, we, there's nothing, like... We support Nothing people. against mental health. Yeah. We support like people with mental health battles. Like, but they just handled it in the incorrect way. Because if you really did support well, Hannah, you would have said, "Hey, man, like I've seen this in your room. Like, did you have you reported this to Captain Sandy?" And Malia's position is that she was doing it for the health and safety of the boat. Yeah, but you can still do that and be a kind person. Yeah, completely. And not fuck someone over. So there's been a lot of back and forth. Um, Malia then wrote, she's been a bit quiet in the last day or two because there's been a lot of hate. Yeah. And then and a lot of support for Hannah, which is nice. And then Malia was just like, thanks family and friends who have reached out to me. I'm doing good. Nothing, like, nothing can ruin your mood when you're like out at sea kind of thing. And did a whole thing of where she is now. And I don't think Malia is a bad person. I just think she went around it the wrong way. The same. And she let her feelings about a situation with Hannah and maybe how she felt about, about Hannah in a professional way. Yeah. Piss her off so much that then she did something which was wrong. Yeah. It's, if she was a friend, I mean, Hannah's not doing anything bad. Hannah's doing everything professionally. I think her and Bugsy, you know, when you talk to someone, you make a situation worse than it is. Mm. Like Bugsy's like, well, she hasn't texted me what time I start. It's like, is that really that bad? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know. Just get up and it's a day off. Yeah. So, so. then they're kind of feeding on each other. And I think when they're out at sea, they've got no kind of like break from it. So they're just like, me, 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 me. But then, so Pete kind of got into it. Yes. What did Pete say? Randomly, Pete came out today on Instagram saying, well, you know, at least um, Hannah doesn't do coke. Like Malia does all oh. day at the beach club, coked up or something. Shut the fuck up. At the beach club, like in the episode they filmed. Yeah, that's what he made it sound like. What the fuck? And then it's like, anyway, super against Bravo, the whole network, how they portray people. And obviously you remember Pete kind mm. of got outed for having racist comments or tweets. Yeah, so he's got some beef. He's got some beef and that's why he was kind of treated like a piece of furniture in this whole season. He's kind of edited out. We wouldn't really realise if he was there. He has no confessionals. No. 
No storyline. So he posted this. He posted that today. We reposted it. We wrote, reposted it being like interesting. And then what was the comment? We and got then, a message. Yeah, we got a message from someone that Pete followed, like a nobody, but someone that, not a nobody, just like not a Bravo uh, lab. Loser. <laughs> a fellow no, non-Bravo lab like us. Fellow um, human. But she was just. She was, you could tell she was very angry. She's like, yeah, well, he's allowed to have a right, like, he's allowed to say something. He was on the boat. Um, He was there that season. Like, he's not making shit up. So, interesting. Wow. It is super interesting. And, like, now I'm going to watch again. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, there's a lot happening. And I just, I'm, do you think Hannah, prediction, do we think Hannah will be fired? You know what? I feel like based on, like, the behavior of, like, the last couple episodes like of how Hannah just it feels like she's just exhausted by the whole situation like I feel like if Sandy was gonna push her now like either if she was gonna yell at her or like give her shit about this like and Hannah knowing that someone went through her private stuff took a picture sent it to Sandy like I kind of have a feeling that regardless as to whether Sandy's gonna fire her or not she would just be like you know what this is we've got two weeks left like the money is not worth it like I'm gonna go home be with my man. I think so too. Which, like, I don't put it past her. Now she's pregnant. Like, she's done with yachting. Like, I think she's done with the sh- like the show for a bit. It doesn't suit her lifestyle anymore. It comes to a time when you know she's been on Below Deck Med since the very beginning season. I don't even know what season this is. This Maybe is four, four five. or five. Yeah, but it's like it's exhausting. Like to do this job, one exhausting, and then to do this job on TV and deal with like the drama, the fucking relationships, like, and now that this is the first season that she's got, like, a boyfriend, so it's, like, I just think that, like, she's just moved, she's moved past it, and to be honest, like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. She'll be fine, but I really, honestly, I don't want Bugsy to be Chief Stew now. No, but she will be. We both know she will be. Yeah, but next season, maybe not. She's got too many fucking accessories and annoys the fuck out of me. She looked like she was wearing a rhino horn on her forehead. (laughs) It's becoming unprofessional. Like it's it not, is. It's like I'm like uniform. this isn't uniform exactly. So in any case, guys, that was our recap of Below Deck Med. What we're gonna do for you now is we're about to watch the new Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and we will get back to you with a recap of that. Okay, guys, we are back with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and we are in. Roma, which we learned this episode is Amora. Backwards! Woo! How cute is that? I love that little Actually, line. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all either. The things you learn. Exactly. And we, I think this is the third episode of the Rome cast trip. Yeah. Obviously, I think we recapped the first one, second one we missed because of my COVID scare, and then third one we're doing right this fucking very second. So settle in. Get your Buca de Beppo t-shirt on <laughs> and your 800 hair clips and get ready, ready to clip into your hair and let's fucking do this. So we start back at the dinner. We've got all the ladies sitting around the table. I think this is the second dinner. So it's after Denise first coming, uh, the whole Denise drama coming out, then this is the second dinner. Yes. So there's been a lot of like back and forth about, you know, Denise at this dinner, because she, like, she she changes her story every fucking dinner that they have. So this is the dinner, for context, where she decides that she's going to say, oh, you know, Brandy makes up lies about everyone. Like, she said that she slept with people at this table. And Kyle and Rin are looking at each other being like, well, it could only be us two because she only knows us. And, like, 
I don't believe that she slept with Kyle or Renault. I think Dorit's face said it all. She was like, huh. Like, as in, like, like it's just It's so just funny. hysterical. So Denise starts saying this, which she didn't say the night before. And then also, like, she starts talking about, you know, I think prior to this episode, she was talking about how she had had this conversation with Brandy prior to Kyle's black and white event, which was just like so stupid considering the night before she was like, I never talked to Brandy the night before your black and white event. So like, it's just like, you know, her story is like going in and out of. She's contradicting herself. Exactly. She's telling 8 million different stories. So we start off here. The story does not make sense. Lisa Rinna declares if you don't want to be here, then go. And Chantel was like, she was like, fuck, she's talking about the show. I think she was. Like, it. I just think it was that moment. It was so intense. I think Lisa Renner was definitely talking about the show. She's like, if you don't want to be here, go. It didn't make sense in the context of the dinner. What no. I think she was saying is like, if you don't want to be on a housewife show that literally is about drama in people's lives, yeah. it is season 13 or 12 people, like, it's not new. Like, this is what they've done forever. And you can't keep, like, running away from it, coming back, running away from no. it, coming back. Like, you know, saying that this is all lies and then, like, lying yourself. Like, it just makes you look dumb. Like, this is, like, reality TV is, like, fucking being on a witness stand. It, like, we're going to try and discredit you as yeah. much as we possibly can because that's just the way that it goes. It's not family time reality, like, Survivor. It is real time, like, nasty, you know, stuff. Exactly. So, like, this whole dinner, like, I feel like there's definitely, like, a rise in tensions between Rinna and Denise because Rinna's, like, she's a truth seeker. I would call her, like, the seeker of the truth. Well, I liked Rinna in that. I was, like, you can't just make these huge, bold-ass claims and then not back it up. And I think we had last episode at the end, it was Erica being, like, Denise, this is your moment to say something. Say it. Like, yeah. she's like, I don't want to name names. I'm not going to go that low. But it's You're like, not going it, low. There's two people here. And, like, Kyle for sure did not fuck Brandy. And Rinna for sure I don't think fucked Brandy. But Whereas Ga- Denise, it's, like, believable. I just don't think it's even a thing. Like, Garcelle's more saying, it's your chance to stand up for yourself. Like, if it's your family and your husband on the line. You've got to say something. Like, if it's not true, yeah. prove that it's not true. Like, totally. get angry thousand percent get angry at brandy don't get angry at these ladies so like she's angry at them for bringing it up because it's true yeah like if it wasn't true like say we went to dinner with our friends and i was like hey guys chantelle i've heard a rumor that you um really like to eat peanut butter and toenails how did you know and you'd be like what kendall can we say that to me like you've said it in front of all these people like i thought you were my friend like how could you like spread this rumor about it it's not true i wouldn't come to dinner the next day but it's just like no what you really should do is go to the source of whoever i said told me that you ate peanut butter and toenails and then be like mad at them true in other words i would call brandy yes I've got enough money for an international call. Because they're fucking calling each other every single day, which would cost like $40 a minute. Yeah, it's totally on production charges. Like, you can take that to tax, man, you know? like You can't keep being in weird separate hotel rooms in Italy and no. then just calling each other every morning. It's really annoying me. Anyway, so the, the dinner kind of ends because they need to move their dinner situation 
to make a dance floor, you know, yeah, good Italian like, restaurant. Guys, this is turning into a nightclub, so let's move. <laughs> and I was like, um, let's move this to the is corner. The night that I really want to see. Like, we've been in Rome for for two episodes now, and no one's having a single ounce of fun. If anything, I feel like this is the most miserable housewife strips I've ever watched. I don't know if it's because we're in lockdown, but I'm like you ungrateful bitches exactly you guys are fucking overseas you're getting an all expenses paid for trip to fucking italy go have fun and we're probably bitter because we're like we should have been there we are anyway so they moved to the corner and they're kind of talking a bit and then garcelle randomly is like okay enough on denise tonight um looks at rena and she's like so you know how like three months ago or three weeks ago or something you told me how you know i think so it turned out they flashed back and Lisa Rinna opened up to Garcelle about how she obviously felt some guilt about her child's eating disorder, which oh, probably... Yeah. that was weird. But naturally, any parent would probably feel that in some way they did something wrong if their child had an eating disorder. Even though they didn't, they Maybe, just naturally yeah. feel like, oh, did I do... Did I say something wrong? Like, I'm sure that happens, especially if you're in Hollywood. And Garcelle kind of suggested, like, do you ever think your body is, like the blame or kind of contributed to your daughter's eating disorder and And the dancing and the dancing like so she says your body in the flashback and lisa's like no but then she talks about the dancing that night so she's like you know your instagrams and lisa's like oh no like i don't think that contributes to her eating disorder but like to me i think this is a really in my opinion i think this is a really inappropriate question for garcelle to even ask like even if it's like i'm just being honest like i don't think that that's appropriate in any circumstance to be like your daughter has issues do you ever wonder if it's because you're like this especially at this time if you're really (laughs) concerned bring it up like not in the middle of a threesome but it's like if someone's kid like had issues with alcoholism or whatever and you like somehow had you had gotten drunk two nights before your friend wouldn't go to you and be like do do you think that your daughter like is an alcoholic because you got fucked up the other night like it's like what kick me where it hurts it's like well obviously no one wants their habits or whatever the fuck they're doing to really influence their kids in a negative way so i just felt like it was really like I don't know. I don't think it was kind and I don't think it's being honest. I think it's just it's being an constru- asshole. It's, it wasn't <laughs> constructive. And I think it was interesting because Teddy... And it was weird to bring it up again. And I think Teddy, as a person that has spoken about having eating issues in the past, she said it's not... She's like, well, for me or for it's Peyton... It's a culmination it, it, of things. Yeah, it's a culmination of things. It's not necessarily one thing. And I think they panned to Sutton too and she was like nodding. And I mean... And Kyle's had eating issues before. Yeah, and past, I mean, yeah. they're all women in Hollywood. I'm sure like at some point they've all dieted or had unrealistic kind of stuff as a lot of women have. But like, I just don't think you can... It just wasn't a constructive situation if that was what she was hoping for in the best situation. Otherwise, it was totally. just kind of calling out someone for being a bad mom. I know. I thought it was super it was inappropriate. Weird. Like, it's all well and good, whatever. You think you're being honest, but I think that sometimes you're just calling out shit to call out shit. Totally. In any case, the next part of the episode is literally, like, we've got two whole different things happening. You know, we've got Kyle, apparently, which I'm really fucking annoyed about. Kyle and Dorit end up having a pretty late night that night. So after everyone goes to bed. Having fun. And I'm like, where the fuck was the camera crews when this was happening? That's we've the watched, stuff I we've see. watched the most miserable trip in Housewife history. And for some reason, when the housewives are having fun and getting fucked up, you decide to go to camera people. And I, I don't like it. 
That's not the flash. I want to see the flashback as in like the shitty, boring shit, which is like main yeah, storyline. Like, I remember we fought tonight, but and then flashback to the boring shit. But like the actual plot line can be them having fun. I know. Because I'm over it. Like this has been a conversation we've been having for three episodes now. Nothing's gotten resolved. It's boring. Also preseason, if we're going to be honest. But so we kind of wake up the next morning and everyone is in their rooms calling each other, which is kind of weird because Kendall yeah. and I were saying like, you think back to the good old like um, Bev Hills Real Housewives days, like you've got like, like Beaver Creek, Hawaii. Hawaii, like you've got all those crazy holidays where everyone has to fight over the rooms. Like why can't now it's like everyone has glam teams. I didn't like yeah. Sutton has glam this season, which like to be honest – like, you need Romeo, to get a refund. At but. least they're all in the same house being annoying in Mexico together. Exactly. And I think it's just like, obviously Kyle can afford glam if she wants it, but like, why do you need it? No, I agree. It's just a bit crazy. Like, I love the looks. I love the looks Erica serves because it's not all about the whole the look, glam. Yeah. But anyway, so they're waking up and they're all in different places. It's Kyle and um, Dorit that meet and they decide they're going to go on a fun day. Which was actually like prime going on an Italian holiday fun. Yeah. They had fun. They went on like a little Vespa ride around the city. They sat in like sidecars. They laughed at each other because they were fucking hungover and they had the hung giggles. They definitely did because it was not that funny. And meanwhile, we had Lisa Rinna like said she quote unquote bumped into Denise in the lobby of the hotel. And they decided to have a chat. It was very odd because like the whole time, like they're obviously talking about the whole, the fact that like... Um, Denise didn't feel like Rena had her back in this situation, but I couldn't stop staring at Lisa's face because, like, we normally see her in more intense glam, so I feel like her lips don't look that fucked up. But like this particular scene, I was like, dude, you like you cannot see like her top teeth. Like that's how fucking huge her lip is. Like that must be like a full blown like caterpillar injection. I'm just trying. Like, to there's do a little that, like, baby you know. caterpillar that lives inside her top lip. That's what I And it's definitely snuggled more to the left side. It's found a little home in the left and the right's a little empty. It's fucking crazy because, like, I've never really, like, obviously when she first came on the scene, you're like, oh, her lips are big. But, like, I haven't seen it, like, without makeup. It looks crazy. I always thought that was her thing. Like, she's always like, I have big lips. So I thought she was born with them, which I think she is. But I'm like, surely there has to be some filler in there or some sort of It's been, like, even, like, it looked like the pictures we posted of her and Harry Hamlin's wedding, like, they looked big. Yeah. We're going to have to find some old school pics, guys, and just let you know what we find. But I'm (laughs) confused about it. They cry. I I don't really get this scene. I know this is not right, but while we're on a facial situation, like, I'm all for the dewy, dewy look of a face. Lisa is, like, glistening. It's like a lamination sort of thing. Like She's taken pawpaw and covered her whole face in it, which is basically like Vaseline, you guys. <laughs> I feel like she's dipped her face in wax or something. It's, like, very hot. Like, whoa. I don't know. Maybe she's just, like, because when sometimes if I don't wear makeup, I just, like, smother my face in moisturizer and call it a day. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Or maybe, like, it's dry. It looks like wintertime there. You know, she might be, like, right. sore <laughs> lip-wise. Like, it looks like she maybe had some, like, there's lip, something going on. I just, it on. looked like I was in a wax museum, but it was all moving, you know? It was confusing. And her oh. and Denise, you know, they're having this conversation. Oh, you know, I feel like you didn't have my back. Oh, I love you so much. Tear, tear, tear. There really wasn't, like, anything I feel like we should report on epically. Well, no. Like, the only Lisa thing... felt so upset that Denise would ever think that she didn't have her back, which she didn't. I just think Denise is someone who's a really hard person to be friends with. Like, I yeah. feel like you never really know 
the real Denise. Like, she's, there's, like, so many elements. Like, she's the fun one, but then she's also, like, super protective. And I feel like you just never get to the, like, a real side of her. I don't know. I just don't really get her. They end the conversation and they kind of hug it out hug it out and like talk about going to church and I'm like if this Lisa chick Lisa Rinna annoyed like talked about me and my family my husband this much why are you making up like why do you want to go to church I don't know maybe it's a but Christian then they go to the Vatican and it's like fucking they don't even get inside they That's haven't even weird. booked the actual trip to and the we Vatican. Get, so we, we get like the, pre-COVID. I'm like, of course you booked. We get like a weird pre-COVID. selfie cam of Lisa, Denise, Sutton, and Garcelle being like, ah, we didn't get in, but we're so close to God. Oh my God. And I'm like, dude, I, I just can't. Like this trip is really like fucking me up inside. I'm also like, are we doing this trip like sans seven cameras? Like I feel like there's. Yeah, there's some low budget shit there's happening. There's a lot of low budget, low fi Like someone situation. with an iPhone went to this like Lisa, Rena, Denise conversation. They were like, hey guys, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm going to film like you Samsung from under Galaxy. the table. Yes. Like, ooh, yes. something weird's happening. Anyway, so Dorit and Kyle are having a really great time. Randomly, Teddy and Erica are doing spa mm. day together. Which is like, they're the, like, they are the most... They're oil and water to me. I don't feel like they'd be friends in any circumstances. I feel like we have like one snapshot of their scene, which is like 20 seconds. She's like, what are you up to this week? Yeah, it's like, fuck. I'm going to Tom's and his daughter's making me porridge. And you know like, that life scene. sucks when you have to talk to someone and be like, yeah, and then what did you do on the weekend? And it's like fucking Wednesday. I mean, was, and they're like, can you stop weather, asking me what so I did weird. on the weekend? <laughs> And then when it hits Thursday, you're like, oh, what have you got going on this weekend? I I just feel like it was like Teddy was always going to have a spa day, but then Erica was too hung to do anything. So she was like, fuck, I'll join Teddy. And she wore her sunglasses the whole time, like a motherfucking boss. She's always hungover. And then we we have another dinner at some cute little Italian restaurant. They're all super excited to go and have pizza finally, even though I swear to fuck none of them are going to eat the pizza. Which is annoying. And they all kind of get there in weird ways. Like you have one car yeah. and it's like um, randomly they decide to put Teddy and Denise next to each other and that's not good. Yeah. And then I don't know. And Garcelle's in there too and maybe Erica. And then the other car we've got like um, Lisa, Kyle, Sutton. Dorit and Sutton. And then they're all talking about throwing Teddy a surprise baby shower next episode which stay tuned we'll give you the preview about at the end and but- Sutton's like weirdly sitting in like the front seat and she looks like left out and confused like yeah guys this whole fucking episode it's so like I disorientating. can't even tell you it's it's just weird it just doesn't feel like normal natural fun like no one's having fun I kept telling like Chantel I was like everyone fucking hates each other everyone's dressed in black it's very solemn no one wants to be there and like I just feel like everyone wants to go home so we're at this pizza place we've got Denise is sitting there she's obviously like spent the last four hours sitting in front of the mirror being like oh yeah what am I gonna say to these ladies tonight and she they all sit down she's like look you can tell she's opened the notes section on her phone legit yeah she's got a full fucking glass you know Mm. it's tequila neat no ice oh yeah which is like a lot of booze and she's like let's do a cheers and then i want to say something <laughs> which and is everyone's like, like yes. oh my god amazing i love you Denise. and then she's everyone. like cheers anyway i think you're all mean girls and the fact that you've all come after me the past few days this is the worst trip of my life and i'm like denise yes, one next toast first of all i don't think that everyone's come for you second of all this is the worst trip of my life as well and we're watching it we are invested you've disappointed the fans 
I'm upset about this trip too. Like, I don't blame you. Yeah, true. She's like, just saying that, oh, I feel like everyone's like ganging up on me, blah, blah. Also, mm. if this is the worst trip you've had, Toroma, it is not that bad a life. Exactly. And I've gone up to We Cops can't Harbor, go to Roma. Know? Just saying. So just count your motherfucking pre-COVID blessings. But yeah. then, so she's doing this speech. And then meanwhile, we get fucking Garcelle. Decides to like cry and leave the table and then go and stand at a fence by herself outside and just cry about missing her family. And I'm like, are you, this is not the time nor the place to like draw attention to this. What are you, what, like. I felt like, oh, this whole situation about Garcelle annoyed me so much more. Like, I don't hate Garcelle, but like this moment, I was just like, mate, you haven't even been on the show for like key moments. I was so happy she came away. Totally. But like, don't like, don't act like you're better than all these people. Like these people have been on the seasons before. Why did you join this show? You know it's about girls, yeah, a group she was of girls. Like, I want to go home, and it's like you're in Italy for like a week to film. Like your kids will be bad. fine. They're okay. They're super rich in their new house. It's like fine. so, it was just. And then Denise is also like, I'm gonna do this speech, and then I'm gonna like leave. So Denise gets up as well. We're at the fucking table. Everyone's like, what the fuck do we do now? She just called us mean girls and walked away. We get another fourth wall break with, like, this producer dude who's like, Denise, like, you can't just leave them all at this table after you did this speech. Like, I think it's a really bad idea. Like, you should go back. And it's like, fucking boom. Oh, that's a great idea, Chris. I'm going to go back right now. <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, like, we just had this really, really felt- strong conviction of you saying that you shouldn't be at this table. And then all of a sudden, like, Chris is, like, merely, like, barely suggests you should go back. And you're like, oh, yeah, easy. Okay, cool. But it wasn't even that bit. It's, like, also the bit where she goes back and then snaps to a confessional of her being like, no, I have fun with these girls. I want to have fun. And you're like, <laughs> huh? It was, yeah. This isn't just, like, something they made up about, like, you having bad hair and they bitched about it. Like The ragamuffin. This is... Legit, they're pulling your family apart, apparently. So why are you so like, but I had fun with them. Like, it's all... They don't have fun together. But it's either really fake and, like, like you've been contracted to stay or something, or B, you are really sad inside and, like, need friends. I don't know. It's all weird. But I don't think that they have legit friendships. Like, I genuinely don't think that... They, like, have to play games. Any of them really like each other. They have to play games to, you know, keep the convo going. Yeah, and then they go back to like, oh my god, okay, Janice, I'm so glad you're back. Okay, great, let's play a game about when we lost our... Let's talk about sex again, and we'll talk about like, you know, what's the craziest place you've boned? Yeah, so we found out like Erica boned her 16-year-old boyfriend in the hospital. That was weird. That was a bit weird. Dude, I still can't go over the fact that Kyle was like, um, at a charity event, at a table with 10 people, and everyone was like, well, like, and there's just like, no one noticed. (laughs) At the table, I'm like, did you just like sit on his lap? And then he like she must have slipped his peen inside Marie, of you. That's disgusting. Though. Like we're all sitting around like trying to have a beautiful charitable moment, and you're like oh, so casually that's just un- boning your husband. That's disgusting. Even pre-COVID, that's unsanitary. You know? It is unsanitary. And then what? You quickly go to the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. in any case, guys, this episode was less than thrilling in my opinion. Like I'm a bit like it made ugh. me a bit sad for the current state of Bev Hills. I just don't know how. I maybe the worst season because watching season two and three again, man, you watch it and you're like, "This is crazy. This is amazing. I could binge the fuck out of this." Then you watch this and you're like, "I could and give or take." It. Every woman is their own woman. Like they have their personalities. They're not. I don't know. I just love them all, even though I like hated some. I still like appreciated them. 
totally. And I just feel like they don't, like, at the moment, we're not getting good characterizations of each woman. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not getting, like, a, oh, yeah, well, we know that, you know, Adrian is, like, the diva. Adrian, you yeah. know, Taylor's, like, sweet and Strong cute. And... and, like, oh, Lisa's, like, British and, like, playful at times. Playful. Wait, question before we wrap. Yeah. Final question. Do you miss Lisa? Yes. Okay. Guys, that was our recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're going to love you and leave you. And then when we come back, we're going to go to our games. Get ready. Okay, guys. So this week we thought just before we play top five at five, we might sneak in a little game because we're not recapping Roni this week we've got a bit of time off our sleeve we're gonna play a little game of guess the line so unlike other times where we've done like guess the tagline this time Kenny and I thought it would be fun to do a random line from the housewives or like Bravo anything it has to be like relatively popular so that we're not like hello I'll have a table for two (laughs) guess who said it guess who said it so it's like we're doing ones that are like relatively popular like semi-iconic semi-iconic like because we recognize obviously taglines you know often we just like skip in without being like slot pick because we all know he said that unless that was Richard so the game will go as follows we both have some rosé in our glasses we both have three lines you guys are gonna play at home along with us because that's what we do here we all play together so essentially, I'll go first. I say a line. If Chantel gets it right, she doesn't have to drink. If Chantel gets it wrong, she does. Yes, go. So are you ready to rumble? Yes. Let's play Guess Who Said It. My first quote is... Closing my eyes for concentration. Martinis are like breasts. Two are great. Three is too many. Dorinda. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. See, okay. Chantel's a fucking broke. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, one moment, please. All right, let me get into the vibe. I'm about to take you out back and pull some Oklahoma on your ass. Taylor Armstrong. Yes! Look at us go! All right, your turn. I'm going to go Oklahoma on your ass. I'm going to go Oklahoma on your ass. Okay. Um, my second one is, um, are you trying to get popped? That is the quote. Are you trying to get popped? Is it Giselle? No. Bethany? How many guesses do you get? Only one. Who was it? It is Lala VPR. Oh my god, it is. She goes, are you trying to get popped? Are you trying to get along? Because she's talking about like Katie like talks some shit about her man. (laughs) Drink up, motherfucker. Beautiful glass of rosé. Yum, yum, yummy. Okay, next. Okay. Who is Adrian Maloof in this world? Yolanda. Damn it. Maybe that was too obvious. Boom. I just imagined it in her little accent. I know, I started and I was like. Who's Adrian Maloof in this world? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Yolanda, I miss you. Your turn. Okay. Um, People come for me all the time. They just don't find me. Come for me all the time. They just don't find me. Karen Huger? Yes. Oh my god! Yes, it is Karen Huger, Real Houses of Potomac. 
back. Oh, well done. That was beautiful. Okay. I did not think I would get that you one. You nailed it. <laughs> Give me your third. Okay, my last one. I think you'll get this, but you have got to get a hobby. Ooh. You have got to get a hobby. Ooh, that's really specific. You've got to get a hobby. Tamara? Mm-mm. Bethany's saying it to Jill when they had that fight. When she's like, suddenly got a boyfriend. She's like, you've got to get a hobby. Oh, Ooh, that was a toughie. Yep. Toughie Drink up that delicious rosé. Okay. So, top five and five this week. Um, Kenny chose, which is a good one. Thank you. And it was um, our friends of friends. So who's your favorite, you know. Supporting character. It's yeah. essentially like anyone that's been on a show, like a Bravo show, but has not been in the opening titles. They don't hold a orange or a diamond, but they're involved in the storyline in some sense. They could be a husband. They could be a daughter. They could be a friend. They could of, be a dog. But it's also like they... You're allowed to pick ones who maybe in the past have been a full-time cast member. It's yes. just like, who are your favorite supporting cast members? Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. want to go first? Yes. Okay. And we're going in order, so five. Five, two, And one. if we have any the same, we have to drink, right? Yeah. Okay. My fifth and favorite is favorite. Oh, wait, wait. I thought that one was favorite. Yes, sorry, my fifth and least favorite. Oh, okay. yeah, I was like, oh, oh. is Faye Resnick. Faye Resnick, I want a Faye yeah, Resnick. You? Do you have Cor- No, I don't have okay. Faye. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I don't know if I like Do Faye Resnick. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because she's like a supporting character on Keeping Up with the Kardashians as well. And That's I'm like, why I'm like. just a fame horror of life? Yes, but also must be a great fun friend. Maybe. Okay. Okay, time. my number five is um the beautiful one and only, you probably didn't watch the season, but Laura Lee from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. Which is um season... Wait, was that the one that um, Peter went on dates with? No, it's Jax. So oh. in season one, Jax goes out with this crazy chick called Laura Lee. Oh. And it's like the best. Oh, my God. It's the best. Like, it, she's Why just, do you like her? She's this great She's value. fucking tapped. She's crazy. Like, she's like a recovering alcoholic. He breaks up with her after an AA meeting. She's just like devastated <laughs> and confused. And he's like, she always said she felt great after AA meetings. Like, oh. it's just like, it's just, and she's like, just great quality extra material. And they have sex like all over the place. Of course they she's do. Great. Okay. And she's, she leaves the show because she lands like a lead role with Jennifer Aniston in a movie. <gasps> what? And it turns out it's like in, um, have you seen We Are the Millers? Yeah. She's like Boner Garage. No. The one who like no, is yeah. like this, the random stripper that oh, Jennifer no. Aniston strips with. Yeah. So she's like, I got a lead role like, like acting across from Jennifer Aniston. It's like, hey, Boner Garage. <laughs> like oh, that's Laura Lee. That makes me really sad. It's crazy. Lee. And Stassi like literally like rips her life to shreds. Oh. Like Stassi's like, you're, no one likes you. Everyone hates you. I'm going to make your life horrible. I, no, I'm team Laura Lee. Anyway. Well, what is so she up she's, to these days? I don't know, but this okay. is, yeah. So she's my number five. We'll find out for next episode. I, yes, correct. Who's okay. your number four? Randall Emmett. Randall. Wow. No, I didn't have Randall. Yeah, I quite like Randall. Randall is a good supporting cast member. Because he's like, brings a lot of juicy goss. He does. And even when he's not on camera, yeah. he did provide he a lot He probably of... provided more juicy goss when he wasn't on camera because you're like, who is this enigma? I know. Then this season we met the enigma and he was really just like a chill yeah. older guy. <laughs> he was he not was that exciting. But he's cute and I like him and I'm happy for him. I feel like he brings good energy to Lala and even bloody 
James Canado. Oh, fair call. Okay, my number four is um Katie from Real Housewives of Potomac. So yes, I know okay. that yes, she was a full time house. Yeah, no, I get that. House. She was a full time cast member <laughs> in season one. Yeah, she was a supporting cast member in season four, okay. and I just felt like we saw like a whole different side of her. Like she definitely was like she came in with some crazy. Some Katie crazy, and I. But like, she was crazy in season one. She was crazy in season one too, but this was when she was a supporting cast. So member. she's more crazy later. Yes, uh, and it was better to have her as a supporting cast member. Okay, so gotcha. I would just yeah, that's why she's my number four. Okay, I like that. Who is your number three? Okay, number three is the one, the only Peter Madrigal. Peter. Peter Pan. Peter Madrigal. I just like he's just there. He's a consistent. You know what? When I like. You don't realize you need him until he's not there. He's got sir. I don't need anything from Peter. I just need him to be there and to like come up in one and every five episodes being like, uh, yeah. You missed your shift. He's here. He's out the back, Lisa. I'll go get him. You're late for your shift. My hair is getting longer. My tummy's getting a bit bigger. But we all, that's happening to us all. So, you know. Hey guys, welcome to Sir Work. I'm still here. You know, I just need him. You are working the pink room tonight. It's comforting. Fair call. Okay. I did not have Peter. Your number three? My number three. Was that your number two? Yeah, uh, that was my number three. So yes. What's your number my three? number three is Brandy, Real Houses of Beverly Hills. <gasps> I have her for number two. Ah, oh, she is a up, excellent up. supporting cast member, especially this season. She's the only one who's ever delivering anything interesting. So. Yeah, like she's more interesting than the show. Her Instagram's more interesting than the show. And I can't wait for next episode when she is in Buca de Beppa Teddy, who she does not know is baby shower, but whatever. Totally. I so like that. So she is a fucking leading one. So that was my number two. So what's your number two? My number two was also, you probably won't know, but um, Tom Schwartz, VPR, because mm-hmm. the first season or two, he was not a main cast member. He was just Katie's boyfriend. That's amazing. Yeah. So he wasn't in the opening credits. Like they, He was like appearing as a supporting cast member, but he was never like... Okay, so character. now I get why Jax is so mad. Because Ooh. imagine if, like, your cast mate, member, whatever, you're the cast person from season one, and a random guy who dates one of the girls ends up being Lisa's pick for Tom and Tom. Like, and he then never, not... he didn't, he's never worked at Sir. Like, he's no, he remember, barely worked for Lisa. That one time ever. he worked for Lisa in, like, season three or four, and he was shit. And he had a panic attack. But I'm like, God, vintage Schwartz, like, it's scary. I'm attracted to him. Oh, okay. Well, I'm oh, going to go back and have some yeah, time with that this okay. weekend. Who is your number one? Um, my number one is someone that I really highly respect in a bravo way mm. as a supporting lead. It's a husband. Ooh. New Jersey. Oh, I think I know. Joey Gorga. Joey Gorga. He's so lovely and he's super fun. Like, honestly, I would watch a spin-off show of the New Jersey husbands because, like, even though there's all this They're shit, very mean. They're so made. And I guess it's like maybe the whole like Italian family thing. So it's very like they're not just going to watch their wives on a show. They're like be part of it and Mm. like encourage them. Like he's so encouraging of his wife. He's there for his sister. And I love the way he's been there for Teresa's kids. And anyway, like even if like um, Teresa and um, Jen are having like a fight, like he'll like he got Jen's husband drunk. And like it's just like they're always really fun. Mm. So, yeah, Joey. Joey. Joey Gorga. That's a great one. Okay, your number one? My number one, it's more of like a modern one. Okay. Like, I'm just like, I'm more angry at the fact that they aren't a main cast member. <gasps> so, my number one is um Sutton. 
Oh my god. Okay, see, I the even forgot. The Beverly Hills because I'm like, she's actually not a main cast member. Wow. I feel like she's brought a lot to this season when it's been a hard season and I wish that she was. So I think like she deserves my number one title of I being. I did not think of Sutton. Of being my gal. But I didn't think of Sutton because I thought she was a real housewife. Exactly. Oh, why is she in like, don't get me wrong, love Garcelle, but hate that she's not there enough. Totally. Okay, you guys. So I feel like our next top five at five should be um, top five best friend feuds. Love it. So like, you know, it could be Stassi and Katie. Lisa Rinna and Kyle. Lisa Rinna and Kyle. Or Lisa Vanderpump, sorry, and Kyle. Lisa Rinna and Denise, if you think that they're best friends, which Mm. they're not. Mm. It could be Kyle and Kim. Could be Sonia Morgan and Ramona. Yes. So like just your top five like best friend feuds. Like these are real housewives that like are actually friends or they're Bravo Lebs that are actually friends might be, you know, when the Giggly Squad had issues in Summer House, like we've got a lot to play with here, you guys. So that's what we're gonna yeah, do that next was week. Hard times. Let us know if you liked our tagline game, because we can still play that next week again. Or not oh. tagline, just like random quote and if you hated it we can also not ever play it again and you can tell us to fuck off yeah we're very very flexible flexi in any case we love you guys we thank you for listening as always if you want to support us please follow us on at oh brother the podcast on instagram otherwise you can listen to us on spotify or the itunes podcast app and we can't wait to chat to you guys again next week and talk shit. Yeah, and a bit of homework next week. We're going to be recapping the new app of Potomac. So get invested, ladies. Oh, does this mean that Chantel has one week to finish? Yes. Season so three that. and four of Potomac. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm like, well, you set, you've week. set a legit target for yourself. Yeah, you have no other choice because we're doing the Real Housewives <laughs> of Potomac this week. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.